Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 27, The Whole Enchilada. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And tonight we're going to be talking about the whole enchilada in your marriage. It's kind of a, I don't know, what would you describe it? Eating the whole enchilada. Eating the whole, this this is Tony's topic tonight, so he's kind (laughs) of, apparently I didn't feed him enough at dinner because he, you know, comes to me. This is about bringing everything together. and. That, that's what it's about. It's about bringing all of the intimacies together and not what we've been discussing most recently for the last month or so, really the physical or sexual. Right. And I just feel that it's time for us to dive into the other ones mm-hmm. because those are just as important, if not more important at times than the sexual and physical. And sure. there's an ebb and flow. But uh, before we do that, get a little um, what's been happening this week. This is actually, we're... A short week. This is, well, no, it's still five days or seven days, but we're actually recording right. this podcast earlier than we normally do. We typically report, report record podcasts on either a Sunday or a Monday night. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys know we post them on Tuesdays. Well, this week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and part of Wednesday, I am actually going to be traveling. So Tony at first thought he was going to, you know, maintain... I thought I was good. You know, my first, my initial idea was like, you know what? I'll just do a podcast by myself. I'll just go solo. It should be really fun. It'll just be me. And then I started thinking about it. And I'm like, you know what? People don't want to just hear me. They, they don't want, <laughs> you know, they, they come to the One Extraordinary Marriage podcast to hear both of us talking. Well, actually. Which is what it's about. You know, it's so funny that you should mention that because I was reading to put Abby to bed tonight and all of a sudden, sweetheart that she is. Uh, because apparently today I'm one of her favorite parents yeah. and she looks at me and she goes, mommy, she goes, I like it when you read my books. Oh, she hates it when I read her books. Well, yeah. I mean, she cries every night when I have to put her to bed. Do you what know what she think? told me tonight? What? She told me it was your voice. Oh, she- <laughs> <laughs> which is why I think it's funny that you decide that you don't want to do the podcast by yourself. Wow. Because, yeah. She From said, my four year old. Yeah. She said, Thank you. she told me I had the better voice. Mm. And so that's why she doesn't like it when you read to her. So I was just, little pat on mommy's back tonight that apparently i have the better reading voice you do you have the better reading voice good thing we recorded the audiobook this week that's right and i want to thank on the audiobook yes if you go to one extraordinary marriage.com backslash store you will now see our audiobook is available and our physical book stripped down will be available it, it we're supposed to be by arriving time, here yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. Yeah. So by the time you're listening to this, we should have it up. So D- don't worry. We will make sure as soon as we have the physical copies that yeah. everybody, everybody knows about it. Yeah. So if you're not following us on Facebook or Twitter, by all means, check us out. One Extraordinary Marriage on Facebook and one on fire for Twitter. And that is me. Elisa doesn't do much 
tweeting. I'm still there. You're there, but she doesn't do much. So if you want to see what's happening more, follow me. That's true. That's totally Uh, true. You know that. It's probably something to do with my phone. Yeah. (laughs) Get get out of here. And to all of you who have just started listening to us via, I know the Jen and Dave show. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys. Some fantastic podcasters, the Jen and Dave show.com. They're out of Visalia, California. They're a hoot. Love them. And, uh, you guys got to go check those guys out. But, uh, Dave did a show by himself about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And he was just talking about one extraordinary marriage, which was way cool. What? I don't think it's Jen and Dave show.com. The Den- Jen and oh, the T H E. And that's Elisa looking it up for us. I just want to make sure. I know. Is that my right? Uh, Rap trails are our business. Yes. Lollipops and rainbows. That's it. Okay. So that's the Jen and Dave show. Dot com. Um, who else? Jackie and Lincoln, who are part of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, they put a blog post up just recently, or Jackie did, and talked about her postpartum depression and how the challenge just transformed her and her marriage. And we'll we'll have a link to that. So please comment on her blog mm-hmm. and let her know what you think about what happened and how the challenge transformed her life. Do you know what her blog is? I don't off the top of my head. Okay. And it's something long and weird. and Okay. Not weird, but it's just something long and stuff. And gosh, I'm just... To all of you who've been emailing us, mm-hmm. you, you may not come to the site and see a bunch of comments anywhere, but we get a lot of emails. Well, and... A- and you can get a hold of me at asktony mm-hmm. at com or... Askalisa at com, And, you know, it's amazing how small this internet world is we actually got an email today from uh, a woman by the name of Kelsey mm-hmm. who heard about us through Jackie's blog post. Right. The funny thing about our relationship with Kelsey is that when we first moved to Poway where we currently live, we had rented an apartment and she was our apartment manager. That's right. And so here she is reading this blog post for a couple that is in Texas about us here in Poway and going, Oh my gosh, I know those people. I rented an apartment to them. Yeah. Well, and I was on Jackie's site and read her, her comment and she's like, Oh, I see Elisa in Poway all the time. Right. I mean, we have kids about the same age. And so, you know, you do that park thing. And, and so I'm just, I'm kind of laughing at the whole, you know, the internet has made our world so small and given us an opportunity to connect with people all over doing amazing things. And it just really, I think enhances some of the relationships and and the bonds. Yeah. You know, here's somebody that, yeah, I could see, you know, accidentally run into any given time, but she heard about what we were doing through a website out of Texas. Yep. Small world, small world. So that's been awesome this week. And we just want to thank all of you. We haven't had any voice messages or, but we got a new number. Tony's is, very excited about this new we number. We got a new number. And and for all of you who don't know how to use our little Google Voice widget on the right-hand side, if you click that, it's going to ask you for your phone number. And the cool thing is, is you you put in your phone number, you know, and it's going to ring you. So it, it doesn't cost you anything. So you click on that and it calls you and it calls our voice message and you just leave 
a voicemail message for us and we'll play so it. It does this great whole like connected thing, but yeah. they don't get charged for it. Exactly. So the number is really easy to remember too. Here it is. We've got the new one. It's 858-876-5-1-O-N-E, which is also 5663. So we got it. It was so cool. I was so stoked on that one. He's, he's been grinning from ear to ear <laughs> since he got it. You know, it's the little things. And, and, you know, I've got to say, that's one of the things I love about Tony is that, you know, sometimes it is just those little things that can just make him giddy. I'm like, we got the number. I'm like, what yeah, number? Like, what number are you talking about? Life's too short. You got to enjoy it. There you that's, go. That's my... And we've been doing great this week. What happened? We've had, we've had a really good week. What's been going on this week? I don't know. It's Monday. But it, but it no. just seems like recently we've been really just like on the same path. Every once in a while we get a little tweaked, but it, it's nothing major lately. It just, it feels like we are just... Just going down this really good path together. We've actually kind of split into summer fairly well. Um, and I think partly it's because I haven't overscheduled us or the kids this summer. The kids didn't really want to do any camps. And so they're mm-hmm. not because right. why spend the money if they really don't want to go? And uh, Other than you just make them go to experience. Yeah, but I don't necessarily need the headache for a life experience. Okay. Um, and but you've been doing a lot with them in the morning. Right. I mean, and then in the afternoons, typically you're out there swimming. And so by the time you guys get home, they're, they're pretty pooped, but it just seems like for us, it's just like, it's, it's flowing really well. Well, it it helps if, if they're busy and doing stuff. Um, yeah, if they're tired out, if their energies are exhausted, then we actually have more time together because they're not bouncing off the walls or making me crazy. And, Mm-hmm. Um, even today you were home for a bit this morning and you're like, you know, you've got to get them out of the house. Yeah. And partly that's because we went to the no TV before noon, <laughs> which, well, because you were throwing the TV on at 7am. They had done everything they needed to do. I understand that, but they were becoming blobs on the couch. Oh, they were not blobs. Have you seen the two of them poke each other during the TV? No, no blobbing action there. Oh. All right. <laughs> I was just getting sick and tired of the whining and crying that was yeah. happening at 7 a.m. because no. they weren't watching TV. That's fine. Like irritates the living crud out of me. Well, part of that's because they wake up at the crack of dawn. So by 7, the little one anyways, you know, practically at half her day. <laughs> I understand. But I'm up at like 5.30 every morning. Truth. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> All right. Most mornings. Truth. What? You're up oh, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a wait. minute. Wait, wait, wait. No, wait. Hold on. We're going to start with Monday. Monday is my sleep-in day usually, but now we're we're getting up because we're, we're working out together. We're doing yeah. our core and our fitness and our mm-hmm. our circuits. And So Monday, we're getting up at about 6. That's not 5.30. Okay. Okay, so Monday. Tu- Tuesday, I'm up at 5.20 so I can go biking. Okay, I'll give you Tuesday. Wednesday, we're getting up at about what, 6? Thursday. Six, we, yeah, we slept a little later because we were up. Okay. Uh huh. Thursday, okay. Thursday, I'm up at like five twenty again for go okay. biking. Friday, this morning, we made it at okay. six. Today's, oh yeah, today's Friday. Saturday, I'll be up at five fifteen uh-huh. riding, and then Sunday I'll be up at like five fifteen or five thirty riding. Doubtful. Depends. I, I'm going to give you three days. Right. I, I'm not this week. Three I'm days. not saying most. All right. Because you can easily be convinced to uh, sleep past your. It depends if I'm up until 
11, 12 o'clock working on. Okay. So. Well, I just want you to be honest with our, with well, our I, I community will. here. The whole, I get up most days at 530. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I'm calling I'm your trying. bluff on that one. All right. Yeah, you got yeah, yeah. So talk to me about the whole enchilada. The whole enchilada. Well, here's the thing I was thinking about today. And as we move past the seven days of sex challenge, and it was really awesome for so many of us, even us, it was just another great experience. And for those of you who didn't get to do it this year, you're more than welcome to jump on the site and go for it. Let us know. We'll encourage you, but we will definitely be doing it again six months to a year from now. We just haven't decided. And, you know, love to hear your feedback. If you want us to do it in six months, it's sort of a little funky though, because it's like Christmas. So we'll probably do it in a year. I, I would think the next time we do it, if we were going to do it less than a year, it would probably be around Valentine's Day. Oh, that's a good time too. Yeah. Mm. We, we might shoot for that. Holidays. It ain't going to Honestly, worry. too crazy. Yeah. Valentine's Day would be fun. All right. So anyways, my, my thing was, is that that was a big push for us to be physically and sexually intimate. There were couples who were doing other other things each night and engaging themselves in an intimate way because they couldn't have physical or sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, Kent and Jennifer come to mind and I know there's some others but they're not I don't I can't think of the names and the amazing transformations that were happening there. And so you know it's just time for us to start moving past that physical and sexual, and we need to just start talking and sharing with you guys that you can't just sit in one intimacy. You know, once you get our book and you start listening to and reading to us, we talk about six intimacies. We talk about the emotional. We talk about the intellectual. We talk about the um, spiritual, financial, recreational, and then your physical. So if you're hanging out in one of these way too long, something's going to happen somewhere else. And something that came to mind while I was thinking about this, and we've done a study on this book, and maybe many of you have, and if you haven't, pick up this book because it is a great tool, is The Five Love Languages from Gary Chapman. Mm -hmm. And I think his book is wonderful. I mean, he talks about these five different love languages, and you may be one who has service, gifts. Time. Time. Um. Oh. Don't we have the book right there? Yes. Grab Keep talking. It. I'll grab it. And so he talks about these five love languages. And when you're when you're not filling your spouse up in their love languages. So for me, it's acts of service. For Elisa, it's words of affirmation. And we know that there are times when we're not being, our love tank isn't being filled. Love tank is something that Gary Chapman uses And we know that, you know, there are times when we're not being filled there. So we can say to each other in maybe not so many words, but it's just sort of like, can you just take care of this? And we're not like offended. Like if I say to Elisa, hey, honey, the bathroom looks pretty crappy. She knows because we've gone through the the five love languages book. She knows that my love language is acts of service. Number one on my list, because we break it down to what are the three things you can do within that love language that really fills your love tank. And one of my top three is clean the, clean the bathroom. Yeah. So I started thinking about that and all right, so you guys are all going, what the heck's up with the whole enchilada? (laughs) I'm sure you're going, what are you talking about, Tony? So anyways, the love languages is great. 
but I think it falls short. I think it's a good starting point because I think it, it gives couples, it's like a little baby step. You know, if they can start to identify and work with their spouse on even wrecking, I mean, some couples don't even know. How, we didn't. We didn't know. Right. You know, and I, I did pick up the book. The five love languages are quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. Physical touch. Physical touch. <laughs> Uh-huh. How do we miss that one? How do we miss that one? <laughs> Probably because we've spent no, it, so much time in June on it. It, it. it It is. But what I'm saying, if all I do is do words of affirmation for you, and, and all I do is go, hey, honey, you look beautiful, or hey, honey, your hair looks great. Yes, that's filling your love tank. Mm-hmm. But if I never get up off the couch and take care of the dishes and serve you and which would be like an act of service, acts of service, I think I'm, I would still be falling short in being able to, I'm not saying I'm falling short like I'm stumped, but I just I just think that there's going to come a point where it's just sort of like, yeah, you're filling my tank with the words of affirmation. Give me a little action. But you're, you're not cleaning you're the not dishes. You're, you're like sitting around. Right. I and, and I think, you know, what... It, I think what we've kind of discovered in, you know, obviously we've done this study, we've done the study with a small group. You can do, you know, you can fill your spouse's love tank. And I think what Tony's sharing with us is that there's more to being, to, there's more to being in a marriage than just filling your spouse's love tank. You know, right. you have to address all of these different areas of intimacy. And obviously you need to know, what is the number one way that your spouse needs to hear I love you? Whether that's through spending time together or words of affirmation, acts of service, uh, physical touch or gifts. Um, It's very important to know what the number one way is, but it's also critically important to work in and through these other intimacies to maintain the health of your marriage. Right. You know, it's like Tony mentioned um, earlier when we were talking about our week, we've started working out together. And I have to be quite honest with you. Um, up until about two years ago, I, the, the only physical activity we'd ever done together was hiking. And there were times when that was not a pleasant experience for we me. Did, we would walk together. Well, okay. Walking and hiking. But like, I mean, we're actually working out together now. Yeah. I, I'm a little amazed that we're actually able to do this. Why? You're kind of an intense guy when it comes to working out. Yeah. Uh, I'm not that intense. Why are you giving me that look? Because I want you to tell everybody the truth. <laughs> no. You not, you no. can get intense. Yeah. There's a reason I don't ride a bike. I understand. You are critical of everybody we see on the road when you're out driving around. I am not. Look at I that guy's form. You know, come on, guy. I'm not. I I just for those of you who don't know, I started cycling real quick. I started cycling when I was thirteen. I loved it. I did my first century, so a hundred mile ride when I was fourteen. I I did my first double century, which is a two hundred mile ride in one day when I was fifteen. I rode till I was eighteen. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I went to college, and I blew it up. I didn't do it. I brought my bike and it sat against a wall, and I drank. I stayed up late. I did drugs. 
I did all the stupid you could do. I ate and I ate and I ate and I drank and just obliterated myself. I was, excuse me, I went from probably about 155, 160 pounds out of college or out of high school, bloated out to about 195. Give or take. Give or take. And, uh, you know, I just, gosh, it was my love and then, as we got married and I did different things and I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail or I should say we started walking. We started mm-hmm. losing weight there. Um, I did some like adventure racing stuff, mountain biking. Uh, we got into hiking and backpacking. And then in 2000, uh, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired of everything and anything. Um, and by the grace of God, even though we did not know God then, Elisa's I came to Elisa and I said, I wanted to hike the Pacific Crest Trail from Mexico to Canada. And for some of you who are sitting there going, man, that's a selfish act because I was out there for four and a half. We were, we were planning on me being out there for anywhere from four and a half to six months. Um, I did it as a fundraiser for my younger brother. And my younger brother has a genetic blood disorder, which is called thalassemia major. He was born with this and his red blood cells do not reproduce. The kid gets a couple of pints of blood every two weeks. The kid. I love that you still call your brother the kid. He's a 30-year-old <laughs> <laughs> PhD. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, the kid. Um, so he has received somewhere in the vicinity of 130 gallons of blood. And so... I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail basically to raise awareness for their foundation, which is the Thalassemia Support Foundation. Foundation. Dot org? No. What is it? Helpthals.org. Helpthals.org. There you go. <laughs> but, and so that's why I did it. And so in 2000, I hiked from Mexico to Canada. It took me four and a half months. I loved it. Elisa's telling me to get going. I, I'm telling you a little bit about my exercise stories, about my health and fitness. Okay. Sorry. That was 10 years ago. All right. And so now, <laughs> so five years ago, I got back on the bike and I love it. It's my passion. I, I love it. I ride hard. Um, last three years, done nine double centuries. That's mm. 200 miles in one day and he's done that nine times. Mm-hmm. That's not your average Joe going out for a Sunday afternoon bike ride. No. Most people don't do 200 miles in their car in a day. <laughs> okay. I, I just love it and I have a... Right. Awesome and but wife I'm, who I'm lets just, me do it. I'm well. Thank you. I appreciate that. That's a good way to round that conversation out. But what I'm saying is, is that when you develop major a pa- tangent, sorry. Yeah, that's why I'm reeling you back in. <laughs> the whole working out together thing—that's what we were talking about. Right. Remember recreational recreational intimacy. intimacy. Yes. So you know, like two weeks ago, Tony's like, "Well, I'm trying this new thing, and and I want you to. I just want to try this out with you." And I'm thinking, okay, I will do this once. I, I'm going to humor him because I don't think it's going to work <laughs> because chances are he's going to get critical of something that I'm doing and I'm going to just be like, you know what? <laughs> I don't need this. I can go do my own workouts. And so we've been doing it this week. We've done it three times this week mm-hmm. and it's actually gone surprisingly well. Very well. Um, I think partly because I'm in be- probably the best shape of our married life that I've ever been in short of when we were hiking mm-hmm. all the time. We just go out every weekend um, or pretty much every weekend. Yeah. But I mean, the workouts we're doing are, I mean, they're good. They're, they're a great place for us to be in. And 
right i'm not critical i'm i if anything i'm encouraging and mm-hmm. and showing you different ways to to be in a position so that way you're still getting the benefits out of it without right. you know feeling like oh man this isn't this isn't what i want to be doing so yeah but you know as we as we talk about this it's you know identifying other ways you know besides the physical that the two of you can share your intimacy mm-hmm. you know as we tony had mentioned earlier throughout the seven days of sex challenge we were hearing about couples who were praying together mm-hmm. couples who were you know like we're talking about the recreational intimacy they were taking walks together they were going on bike rides you know they were nicole and jeff talked about financial intimacy just being able to sit down and and talk about it at the dinner table i think she said or mm-hmm. you know uh, they spent a day i think i mean it sounded like it was a pretty intense day where they're just working through what's going on in their financial life and they were able to really work through some of these things and we talk about financial intimacy in our book mm-hmm. um and how not having that particular intimacy can be a huge stressor mm-hmm. because you know, it's one thing if you have different spending habits. I mean, Tony and I have different spending habits, but we are on the same page as far as what our long-term goals are. Mm-hmm. We live within a budget, you know, so I can, you know, if I want to go spend my fun money at the beginning of the month, he's not going to say anything because you know what? That's my fun money. Right. If I don't have any fun money at the end of the month, okay, that's my problem. Not his problem, not the family's problem. That's my problem. And we know that because we talk about our money. Right. You know, we, we were just at this marriage retreat where, you know, we heard a lot of couples struggling with their finances and struggling with how they talk about their finances. It's a big issue. It's a huge issue. And it's one as we, you know, start talking through our book, because that's going to be something that we're going to be doing um, coming up here in the next few weeks. We're going to start going through the chapters in the book. You know, we know that financial intimacy is a tough one. And for all of you who are struggling with financial intimacy and you're trying to pull it together, uh, Elise and I will tell you the straight up, we're not the experts. We've dealt with it. We went through Dave Ramsey's plan. We did that at a time when we did not have any kids. And so the dynamic is different. If, if you're in our demographics, which we know is basically a 25 to 45 year old female and males, you probably have kids now. So what we went through and getting out of debt is going to be different for you. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you have kids, I will tell you there is a great resource and his name is Derek Sisterhen at uh, com, And Derek is amazing. Uh, I, we both love the guy. We have been on his show. Uh, I talk to him, um, once a month, but we're emailing back and forth and we're on Twitter. So, if you're looking to really dig deep into your financial intimacy, get over to pastdoradio.com and and listen to Derek. He has a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, as we talk about these different intimacies, we, you know, like Tony said, we're not the expert in all of them, but it's a matter of... Most no- of them. Okay. <laughs> well, Am I, mean, I okay if I say most on this one now? I'll give you most. <laughs> Emotional, intellectual, spiritual, recreational, physical. But think about it. I mean, even talking about spiritual intimacy. I mean, we had to go. We actually went and talked to our family pastors at our church. You know, as we started talking about, you know, something that had come up in small groups previously, 
to, you know, earlier small groups that we had led was the whole idea of couples praying together. Well, that is because it comes from the pulpit. Right. But what I'm saying is. And I think that's the disservice. No, I think, I think the disservice is that it's not, it's not better explained. I think it's, I think it's great that pastors encourage the marriage, married couples in their congregation to pray together. I think the fact that it's not explained in a way that most couples can get their hands and hearts around. I think that's where the problem comes in. Yes, you've explained it better. Okay. I agree. I, you know, you know what I was saying and and because we've had this discussion, we've had this discussion because I agree with you. You know, we, we've been in small groups on and off for the last, uh, how old Alex? Seven, Mm -hmm. six six and a half, six years. Six years. And you know, so often you hear, Oh, you know, you guys really should pray together. You should pray together. You should pray together. And in steps to do it, you know, here's how you pray together and you know, all this kind of stuff. And so finally we started asking our small groups. We asked this in every small group now that we have, how many of you are praying together? And you typically get sort of a tentative hand and then the next question goes, well, you know, besides meals. Mm-hmm. And that's true. I mean, we are always together at meals praying. Um, and the answer to that is yes. How many of you pray together outside of mealtime? And you kind of get this, well, we know we should, but we don't know how or we don't know how often. And and we were having a... Typically, we have one couple raise their hand in, in a group of anywhere from five to seven couples. Yeah. And so last, was it last year or the year before? We actually sat down with... A couple years ago. Um, Ken and Pam Ingold. They're the family pastors at the church at Rancho Bernardo. And we posed the question to them. We're like, what's the deal with this whole praying together? Like, Yeah, know, because we, everywhere we're going and, and we're here leading small groups and they're not doing it. We're not doing it as well as we should be at this point. So what are we missing? Because there seems to be a disconnect and we want to be able to help couples in our small groups to connect spiritually. And they were, they were very insightful. You know, they mentioned the fact that they don't always pray together and they, you know, they do, I think it's a weekly devotional. Uh, And more importantly, what they do is they pray for each other daily. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know, they're, their their communication is open so that they know when something's going on and even if there's nothing quote unquote going on they will sit and spend time in prayer just praying for the well-being and their spouse's health and just for all of the things that you pray for for your spouse you know Mm -hmm. how their job is going what's going on with their friends you know this whole all-encompassing umbrella and that was really something that hit home with us it was because I'm like, I can pray for Tony. I've got time when I'm driving in the car or, you know, in between bickering sessions with the kids or while I'm making dinner, <laughs> you know, and that actually opened up the world of prayer for me in a lot of different ways because I'm like, well, if I've got time to pray for Tony while I'm doing all these kinds of things, cause I don't actually need, you know, there's no requirement that he be sitting across from me, listening to me say, dear God, please, you know, bless Tony's day. You know, he doesn't have to be sitting there hearing me say it. If he does, right. that's a great thing. But if he doesn't have to be sitting hearing me say that, I can pray for him. It strengthens our relationship um, because of the fact that if you're praying for someone, it's very hard to maintain any type of negative feelings mm-hmm. if you're praying for them. Because even if he's made me mad and I'm like, you know, I, we, we, of course you want to make the prayer. God, please change him. 
You know, I mean, when you're mad at somebody, you're like, please change them. But you start, when you start really communicating with God about your husband or your wife, you realize that so much of it falls back on you. Mm-hmm. You know, God, give me the guidance to know how to handle this situation with Tony better. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really upset at the way this happened tonight. Show me what I need to do to make this better. Or, you know, give me the words to say to open up the communication over this particular topic. Mm-hmm. I have really found in the last couple of years since we've been praying this way and praying in our marriage this way that my heart, you know, if there's something that's bugging me, my heart is softened to, uh, before I conversation with Tony. Because if I've gone in prayer with it, I, going in prayer for, for, I don't know the dynamic of it, but it seems to start you working on yourself first and takes it off of the blame of, well, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And you're like, no, I need to figure out how to better work in this relationship. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying I'm always the one that needs to do the work. <laughs> no, but I think what ends up starting to happen, especially when you start getting into the word of God, you start to realize that we cannot change people. We cannot change our spouse. And through prayer, we're able to honestly look inward and ask God to change us. Mm -hmm. You know, we, and we've talked about this before with uh, John Miller, Mm -hmm. you know, the QBQ question. What can I do? The question behind the question, what can I do? And so. So that that touches on the the spiritual intimacy. Uh, And again, the, 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 the title of the podcast is the whole enchilada Mm -hmm. and an analogy I used with Elisa earlier was, you you know, you don't look at your enchilada and eat one sixth of it unless it's not good. But typically you want to eat that whole thing. I mean, it's in front of you. You want to eat it. And maybe you're not a big enchilada person. I was going to say, we're in Southern California. Enchiladas, there's a lot of Mexican food. <laughs> maybe maybe you're not an enchilada person. Maybe what? it's a steak. Maybe think, it's a big yeah. salad. Think about your favorite food and, and then just put it in. This is my analogy to this. Is that, you know, and it's almost like our marriage, when we're only diving into one of the intimacies, we're leaving that the rest of the enchilada on the plate and we're just letting it go and we're not, we're not dealing with it. We're not taking it in, which is going to give us energy and strength. Mm-hmm. We're just leaving it there. Or maybe you only eat, you know, two fifths of it or two sixths of it, which would be one third. <laughs> it, it, it's, too, it's too late on a Friday night for you to be doing the math. <laughs> you're leaving too. some behind. Okay. You're, so, you're not engaging you're right. not enjoying all that there is. Right. I mean, that that's really what you're trying to say. If, if you're you, awesome tonight. You're on fire. You're reading my mind. I love it. Thank you. Wow. Do, 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 do. What, okay, what am I thinking now? I have no <laughs> clue. <laughs> and what it boils down to is that by engaging in all the different intimacies, there's too much good stuff waiting out there for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't agree. just don't just focus on one area obviously if if, you know at different times in our marriages we are going to focus on different things i mean that's just the reality of the fact that you can't you cannot focus on six different intimacies all at the same time yeah you can't do it but if you do a little bit here 
you know, you're working on your prayer life and then you're working on your financial intimacy. And then, you know, you're tying that in with some physical intimacy and you're working on the emotional and you're taking care of your spouse's intellectual needs. You're wrapping this all up in this beautiful gift. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about, think about it as this big present and inside are all of these wonderful intimacies that come in this beautiful box. And by working on them, you're giving your spouse this amazing gift of all of you mm-hmm. because you are engaging and you're willing to work in all of these different areas of your marriage. And just think about your spouse's reaction when they open up this gift and see all of you. Yeah. And and if you need help getting there, if you go to one extraordinary marriage.com backslash resources, you will find 77 questions to get the conversation started. And You'll find questions in emotional intimacy, intellectual, spiritual, recreational, financial, and sexual intimacy. And these are these are questions that Elisa and I have have come up with that allow you to start digging deeper and and working through. Maybe you you are low on your emotional intimacy right now, and you need some help, some questions to ask that can can sort of that can sort of up 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 time out. Alex lost his tooth and he's bleeding. And so, yes, indeed, the uh, tooth that Alex has been wiggling for the last couple of weeks is out. Um, it's kind of funny how these last few podcasts we've <laughs> we got something going every time. Earthquakes, lost tooth. Uh, we've had Alex bothering us a couple yeah. of times. It's, it's know, life, it's, you guys. It's summer and he doesn't, you know, we're not as rigid. And even though he's tired, um, I, I will say I'm glad this tooth has come out because I was tired of seeing him like wiggle it all yeah. the time. All the time. But that was pretty gross. I mean, Alex <laughs> loses teeth and they just sort of come out. This one was like blood gushing everywhere. Yeah. So <laughs> we'll spare the gory details and get back to where <gasps> we were. Uh, <laughs> talking about intimacy. The whole enchilada. The whole enchilada. Don't leave anything on your plate. Yeah. Don't leave it. Don't leave it out there. I mean, indulge in it, enjoy it. And I, again, I think I think the thing is, is that we got to be willing to step out in faith and engage our spouse. We got to be able to talk to each other. We got to be able to dig deep and find out what's wrong without repercussion. And that's, I think, some of the hard, that's one of the hardest places to be in, you know, being sold out you know, sold out in your marriage and, and knowing that if you ask a question and you tell truthfully and honestly that you're going to be more loved than less. Mm-hmm. And, and it, that's, it takes time. It takes time. It takes, um, growth. It takes growth. It takes an inordinate amount of trust, mm-hmm. um, trust given and trust received. True. And you know, the mere act of being intimate with another person is an act of trust. Whatever, whatever level of, inti- you know, not level, but whatever area of intimacy, mm-hmm. you know, it takes a lot to be able to pray for and with another person. Um, you know, going to that one, if you've never prayed out loud mm-hmm. with your spouse, some of you have heard the first time that Tony and I really did this seriously. I laughed. I got this horrendous case of the giggles. 
you know, you're not supposed to laugh when somebody else is praying. It's kind of like one of those unwritten rules. And I did. And, you know, I, I knew I wasn't supposed to. I even said, oh my gosh, this is horrible. But, you know, it's late at night and sometimes you get those giggles. And so it's, it's working through that to say, you know what, I'm sorry. I know that you are pouring out your heart here and I don't know where these giggles came from right. or are coming from. And, and Tony handled it really well. I'm sure it, it bruised him. Yeah. yeah. You know, to some extent, I mean, it was just, you know, it was, it was awkward, Yeah, but we handled it right then instead of him getting really defensive and being like, well, good grief. I'm never praying with you again. You know, this is how you're going to act when I pray. Forget it. You know, and getting all huffy and defensive. He didn't. I mean, we, we got to the point where we could kind of laugh about it and it's actually, it's kind of a funny story that we bring up quite a bit, but because we we've learned, I mean, we want to share with you guys that, Hey, we're not perfect. And you know what? You make those sort of things happen. If those sort of things happen in your marriage, it's, you just come to the plate and go, Hey, I'm sorry. I messed up a little bit there. Let's, let's move on. Let's, let's walk in God's grace instead of this, um, this world of unforgiveness. Right. You know, it's, it's, tackling those areas of intimacy where maybe you guys aren't very strong and saying, you know what, we're going to make an effort at this. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we're going to talk about our finances as scary as that is. You know, we know lots of you listening have lives that are, you know, with everything that's going on in the economy right now are very upside down and all over the place in terms of your financial life. And so sometimes it's just a matter of saying, you know what, we just need to talk about this. We're not going to scream. We're not going to yell. We're not going to point fingers but we need to get on the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to be on the same team tackling this problem together. And, and when you kind of look at it as, as, you know, as one of those things where it's us versus the problem and you get on, on the team with your spouse. Well, now you're tackling a problem together. You're not pointing fingers. You're like, okay, you know, we've got our uniforms on. We are going, we're tackling this problem. If it's emotional and intellectual intimacy, find ways to stimulate each other. Find ways to say, you know what, I, I'm going to take off these masks. I'm not going to tell you when I have a bad day that it was fine. I'm going to say, you know what, you know, there were some points today that were pretty lousy. Mm-hmm. And if you're the spouse receiving that, take that information in. They are sharing a part of who they are with you. Mm-hmm. Embrace that. Don't say, you know, don't necessarily solve the problem for them. You know, sometimes Tony has a bad day. He's not looking for me to problem solve he just wants to vent that he had a bad day and vice versa i don't need him to necessarily solve my problems if i want his advice i'll ask for it right sometimes we just need a sounding board to be the sounding board for your spouse that is an amazing way to foster emotional intimacy you know to just listen Listen. it's kind of crazy you just stop moving your mouth and open up your ears and make eye contact. I mean, it's, it's really, it's kind of this very simple three-step process, you know, open your eyes, open your ears, close your mouth. Um, I, I, I want to, again, go to the resources page on our website. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was just looking over the questions as Elisa was talking there. I so you weren't listening. No, I was listening. <laughs> I was multitasking. And, and those are some great questions we, we have there that will allow you to start engaging in these areas. And maybe you'll find out of the, out of reading, you know, the 77 questions over the course of, you know, two weeks or a week, 
that you you circle the ones where you feel that needs some work and start digging in those and start digging deeper and asking those questions and and from there you're growing and that's the cool thing is you're growing and sometimes we in our marriages don't see it until years later but you know what if you are engaging each other i'm going to tell you you're growing mm-hmm. and that's awesome and you got to take those steps so that you can grow and you don't become stagnant and become frustrated. It's kind of the whole tortoise and the hare story, you know, where, you know, this isn't a marriage is not this sprint. No, you're, you're not like trying to get to the finish line the fastest, you know, like we're gonna have a perfect marriage now. Right. It doesn't happen that way. (laughs) And if anybody's telling you they have a perfect marriage or lie, sorry, you know, (laughs) I've seen them too. I've seen too many marriages, been to too many marriage conferences and been blown away where I I think people have the perfect marriage and it's just, it's all a facade. It's all a facade. But you know, going back to my turtle and hair analogy, you're not getting to the perfect marriage. You're not getting to the finish line today. It is a slow, steady effort Mm -hmm. that is going to get you to the marriage that you want. And it's going to get you you know, as you go through your daily life working on these intimacies, you're going to reach towards that goal. You're going to be working towards having this relationship where the two of you are partners. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's, it's more than just a contract. You know, your mm-hmm. marriage becomes a covenant for the two of you where you are one with each other. That's right but it's going to take you working on all of these different intimacies for that to happen. Because if you focus on one or you focus on two or three stuff's getting neglected and neglect leads to resentment feelings of, you know, well maybe there's, you know, there's some, what am I missing? There's something else out there and I don't know what it is. And despair, despair, dismay. Um, all of those negative feelings when, you know, things aren't being worked on as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, to become one whole that takes effort. Yep. It takes intentionality. And that's what we're encouraging you to be thinking about. Okay. As I'm, as you're looking at your marriage this week and you're thinking about financial intimacy, physical intimacy, recreational intimacy, emotional, intellectual, I just spaced the last one. And I'm getting a blank stare from my beloved. Spiritual. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> good job. You just pulled that out of thin air. Because <laughs> 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 that I whole did. blank stare you gave me the five seconds before. You lost me somewhere. Yeah. Sorry. And now I lost my train of thought. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, oh, as you're honey, looking at your marriage. I love you. You be thinking about these six intimacies. Be thinking about where you're really strong. Because chances are you're really strong in some of these areas. Yeah. Celebrate that. Celebrate where you are firing on all cylinders. And take some time to say, you know what? Where could we step up our game? Yeah. Where could we go to the next level? Mm Mm-hmm. And start talking to your spouse about ways that you can do that. Go to the resource page. Start looking at those questions engage each other and say, you know what? You know, if it's spiritual, I want to start praying for you. Mm-hmm. If it's financial, I want us to get on the same team tackling our financial issues. If it's physical, 
let's go do something together. Or actually, that's recreational. Recreational. Physical. We could do something together physically. Yeah, that's true too. I I would hope we are. I mean, (gasps) that's that's the way we want to do it anyways. (laughs) Together. That whole bloody tooth thing, you know, listening to it throws me off for the night. Throwing you off. But so what it boils down to is celebrate what you're doing well now and start identifying some of those areas that you want to make better and don't try and tackle everything at once because it'll make you crazy. Sure. will. pick one or two things and say, you know, let's try this for a couple of weeks. Let's see if in a month, what kind of change we can make. And if you, you know, if you need encouragement, if you want support, email us, let us know what you guys are working on. You know, if you want suggestions, if you need resources, you know, Tony mentioned Derek's sister hand at Pastue Radio. Radio. Thank you. Radio.com. You know, we've got a number of resources, people that we work with, people that we can refer you to, other books and whatnot that we can recommend. Mm -hmm. Get in touch with us. Call us on that new number. You know, the 858-876-51-O-N-E. Let us know how we can be an encouragement to you. Yep. Email us at askalisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. Or ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And on the other side, we appreciate when you help us out a little bit too. Mm -hmm. And just recently we put up a donate button so that you can support One Extraordinary Marriage. Everything that you see and everything that you hear and, and what we're doing is, you know, it's a gift from God. And we are just truly blessed to be here behind the mics talking to you guys and sharing the life of Elisa and I. And when you go to uh, the suggested reading page and you buy a book through the Amazon stuff, it's it's not uncommon. And I'm sure many of you know that is an affiliate link. And so when you buy something like that, we get a little something for it. And you guys have been and we want to thank you for that. We also added that donate button. If you feel so inclined to donate a dollar, five dollars, twenty, a hundred, just hit it. You can put in whatever you want. And we are not a five oh one C three, but just think of all the people that you're touching by just supporting us. Mm-hmm. And it's just um it's awesome for us to be here. You can also go to our store right now and you can pick up either the audiobook for 20 bucks or you can pick up the ebook for $12. We will have the audio or no, the physical book like we said next week and that's going to be 16.95. So, we're going to have a couple things out there and we hope that you continue to share one with your friends, mm-hmm. with your family, share what you see on Facebook with everybody because We're just out here wanting to change your life and those who are married. And we just thank you guys for for being a part of the one community. Have a fantastic week, and we love you guys. 